You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. News coming down from the Browns that Deshaun Watson is out for the season with shoulder surgery and broke a bone in his shoulder in the Ravens game on Sunday, in addition to a high ankle sprain. So the Ravens left him beaten up and battered and done for the season. John, when you got that news, when you saw that news, there's there's multiple ways this affects the Texans. What was the first one that popped into your head? The uh, draft picks. They have the first and fourth round picks from the Browns left from the trade, the primarily for three ones. And I thought about that and how it should be a better pick. They have Deshaun had stayed healthy, but Watson's been hurt most of this season. And the best he played was in the second half Sunday in the comeback victory over Baltimore. But he'd been up and down anyway. They've won, not because of him, because of great defense and a running game in which they've done a tremendous job without Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, John, my feeling on this after – I'm with you. The same very first thing I thought of was the draft pick just because that's the that's kind of what we've been conditioned to do over the last couple of <clears throat> couple of years is with the Browns is, you know, root, root against them so the draft pick is higher. So part of that is just a Pavlovian thing where I feel like anything Browns-related, I immediately – my brain immediately goes there. There's obvious impact on the playoff race. The Browns are ahead of the Texans right now at 6-3 and three and the 6th seed. The Texans are 5-4. and four. And the seven seed, they play each other on Christmas Eve. There's obviously an impact there as well. John, I, am I crazy? I think the Browns still have a decent chance of making the postseason. As you pointed out, they're six and three, and none of it's because of Deshaun Watson. Now, he is obviously his bad football is probably still about the same or better than what you're going to get out of either Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker. But they've got eight games left. I looked at the schedule, they don't have a ton of hard games left. They played Baltimore both times already. Only two games in the division remaining out of the six. I think they can win nine games, John Cleveland. I think they can win nine or ten because yeah. they're built like they always are to win in bad weather, defense mm-hmm. and running the game. Running game. Their offensive line is really good. And um they're gonna have a lot of bad weather when they play at home, when they play division. And uh I think that uh, this will kind of galvanize the team. 
and they'll be in the playoff race. Don't think they're going to win the division, but they can definitely be a wild card. And I think right now, Sean, that the Texans are going to win the AFC South and uh, and uh, they won't have to worry about the Browns trying to compete for a wild card. Wow. Okay. Well, you're kind of showing your cards there a little bit, John, as far as this Arizona game goes. So you think the Texans are going to win the you, – you're, 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 uh, you got the Texans winning the AFC South as of right now. I do. They got three in a row at home. Of course, they played Jacksonville and it would be the biggest game of the season, biggest game since they played since the playoffs in 2020. Uh, January 2020, and so I think for sure they're going to be not for sure. I think they're going to beat the Jag- Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win these three, have a five-game winning streak. They've got the tiebreaker, and I think it'll be close. But I think they're going to win the division right now. They got something special going on. Yeah, dude. If they win three in a row, CJ's going to be. I mean, he's already in the top five on the odds board for the MVP. If they win three games, including taking control of the division. Heading into December, look the hell out. Um, then you're going on. You're going on the road to New York. After that, that game now is being rumored to possibly be shifted to Monday Night Football. We'll get into that in for real or fugazi a little bit later. Um, but yeah, John, it's all the things that we talked about leading up to that Cincinnati game was about opportunity. And if they win that Cincinnati game, the opportunity that presents itself now for them to do something that really galvanizes the city and gets back behind the Texans again. We're here. That's where we are right now. You know, this Arizona game, very winnable game for the Texans that you and I are going to preview here in just a second. I guess just to put a bow on Deshaun, if you were a Browns fan, would you be more distraught about what this means to this season or concerned about Deshaun in future seasons, given the nature of the injury? I think it'd be more distraught about this season because they thought they had a chance to win the AFC North. Maybe they will anyway. But shoulder operations, if you handle them right and you rehab them right, there's no reason to think he won't. You're a fan. You're going to worry about it next year, but I think you're more worried about the immediate. Yeah. Boy, they were – John, I was listening in on Cleveland radio, and they were – it was like death in the family kind of stuff on uh, on Wednesday when that news when that news came down. Um, so Dorian Thompson-Robinson, that's going to be the starter this weekend against the Pittsburgh DTR. Steelers. DTR. I'd imagine the Steelers are licking their chops at the thought of DTR under center instead of uh, Deshaun coming off a half where he was 14 for 14. That's pretty impressive, John. He went 14 for 14, and he had a broken bone in his shoulder in the second half of that football game. And he had a bad ankle. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he was finally turning the corner. Um, so we'll talk more about Deshaun and for real or Fugazi as well. The financial ramifications are jarring if you're a Browns fan on on how much they still have left to pay or how much how many how many dollars how many millions of dollars they have paid to Deshaun already in cash, but have not recognized yet on the salary cap shoved into future years is it's credit card stuff that would have you chasing a bankruptcy lawyer right now. If it was actual real money, John, we'll get into, we'll get into that. They deserve Um, everything they can get for that preposterous contract. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I agree. I'm I'm with you on it. I'm 100%. I take great joy in the... the, uh, the Browns kind of suffering through the the effects of this contract. No question about it. It was a bad trade. We'll talk more about that 
in, in just a minute here. As far as the Texans go, John, a couple things before we get into the pregame six-pack. Den, uh, Denzel Perryman's suspension reduced from three games down to two. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I wasn't surprised that he was suspended when it was his seventh violation of a neck or helmet hit. And once he's once he appealed it, you know they're going to reduce it. They've done that for Crane Jackson. If you do it for one, you're going to do it for the other. I still find it so uh, interesting that John Runyon, who was one of the dirtiest players in the NFL, began his career with the Oilers before they moved to the Titans, and then he went to Philadelphia, that he is the one to hands out the punishment. And he's tough on these guys like he's supposed to be, but – uh, they've got a lot of linebackers, and Christian Harris in particular is playing really well. Blake Cashman's been playing well all season, but I think they can withstand the loss of Perryman. He missed a couple other games because of injuries. Yeah, um, the uh, Seth said the same thing about Runyon. That was the first thing he said when that news broke about Perryman. He's like, I can't believe John Runyon is the one that hands down these punishments. He was the dirtiest, one of the dirtiest players he ever played against. Um, and then uh, – uh, Devin Singletary, second straight week. Texans get the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. How about that, John? That was a nice little surprise yesterday. Career high in carries, career high in rushes. He did a great job. Offensive line did a great job. And if 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 Damian Pierce is healthy, I'm still starting Singletary. Yeah, I think so too. Now Pierce missed practice yesterday. I've not seen any reports on if he was out there today. Have you? No. Uh, yeah, I have not either. So he was. So this ankle injury is pretty serious with Damian Pierce. For something that everybody said, oh, he's just going to rest and then come back, you know, after the bye week or whatever. It was, he's been out for a while now with this ankle injury, much the same way he was last year at the end of the Absolutely. year with an ankle. Injury. That's got to yeah. be troublesome if you have the same injury two years in a row, like Derek Stingley Jr. hamstring this year, hamstring last year. Don't know if that if he had to have surgery on the hamstring if it was detached from the bone because they're so quiet about. It what they do, but uh, that, that's got to be worrisome for the coaches about Pierce having an ankle injury. Absolutely. 